Today on Building in Faith with Pastor Ed Jones. Building in Faith. She said, But even dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Jesus answered, Woman, you have great faith. Your request is granted. And her daughter was healed from that very hour. Put yourself in that woman's place. When would you have stopped? Would you have pursued the way she did or given up? Reaching up high with arms open wide we see You're changing our lives so we can be our hands and feet As Pastor Ed continues his teaching series, he'll be challenging us to be as persevering in our prayer life as this Gentile woman was in our text today. This woman asked the Lord to heal her daughter from a demon possession, and because of her steadfastness in pursuing Him, the Lord recognized her great faith and healed her daughter. This woman knew that Jesus was the Messiah and had the power to heal her daughter, and she didn't give up, even when she didn't get an immediate response. Now here's Pastor Ed with today's edition of Building in Faith. I'd like to ask you a question. How do you define great faith? How would you define great faith? If you were to look in your NIV Bible and search the Gospels, there are only two occasions where it's mentioned great faith. If you happen to use an English Standard Version or the New American Standard, you would only find one occasion where it's used of one particular person. I want to talk about that person this morning. What great faith looks like and how it's developed in our lives. Turn in your Bibles to the Gospel of St. Matthew, the 15th chapter, the 22nd verse. Matthew chapter 15, verse 22. We're reading a miracle that is a little different. Put yourself inside this miracle. What if you were this person and this happened to you? How would you respond? How would you feel about the disciples? How would you feel about Jesus? How far would you pursue in asking your request, presenting your need. Matthew chapter 15, verse 22. Canaanite woman from the vicinity came to him. And this was just over the borderline, outside the promised land. She was outside of the promises. A Canaanite woman from the vicinity came to him, crying out, Lord, son of David, Have mercy on me. My daughter is suffering terribly from demon possession. Jesus did not answer a word. So his disciples came to him and urged him, send her away. 
for she keeps on crying out after us. He answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of Israel. The woman came and knelt before him. Lord, help me, she said. He replied, it is not right to take the children's bread and toss it to their dogs. Yes, Lord, she said, but even dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Jesus answered, Woman, you have great faith. Your request is granted. And her daughter was healed from that very hour. Put yourself in that woman's place. When would you have stopped? Would you have pursued the way she did or given up? It's a Sunday morning or a Wednesday night. You come to church and you come to the altars and you try and talk to one of the deacons about a prayer need that you have. It's pressing on you and they just sort of ignore you. They just sort of walk right past you. Then you say, well, I'll try the elders. And you go and present your request to the They don't even listen. You know, there's a good pastoral staff here. It's pretty large. And you say, well, one of them must surely hear. But they all just turn their back and walk away. And what's worse, while you're kneeling at the altar, you you hear them say, she's a dog. He's a dog. What would you do? Well, I know you wouldn't put anything in the offering. (laughs) How persistent are you with your prayer request? How determined are you to pursue even when it's, well, it's difficult? I think about the persistence of Christopher Columbus. I mean, he, he felt that um, you could go east by sailing west. And he went to Queen Isabella and her husband, and they were just caught up with the wars, with the Moors. And... Um, She did what every good leader does. She formed a committee to investigate his request. And as committee, it took five years to discuss his request. After those five years, it was their decision that the idea was impossible. Now, Christopher Columbus didn't give up. He came again. This time... Again, they formed a committee. It only took one year. And they said it just cost too much. But he didn't give up. He just kept on coming. And finally, Isabella just wanted to get him off of her back and just said, all right, we'll give you the money, the ships, everything that you need. And, well, you know the rest of the story. Here we are today. It reminds me of another story that an evangelist used to tell, Norman Camp. He told a story about a woman he met who had a dream. And in that dream, she died and went to heaven, and she went to see the palace, the place that Jesus was preparing for her and for others. And she went, she went through a long corridor, and she saw these beautifully wrapped packages. 
And she looked more carefully and she saw that her name happened to be on several of them. And, and she noticed as she examined them even closer that they were things that she had asked for when she was on earth. And so she said, what does this mean? These things were some things I asked for when I was on earth. And the angel said, oh, yes. What our Lord commands us to do is to, to prepare the answer to your prayers and then to wait to see if you'll be persistent and if you'll believe. Remember Daniel? He prayed and the answer took a while even though God had decided on it earlier. Great faith is the ability to believe, to be determined to receive, to be tenacious with God. And Jesus is going to talk about that type of faith in this story. It's found in Matthew's gospel. It's found in Mark's gospel. And there's a reason it's found there. So that we would learn from the story. We do not need to possess a faith. We need a faith that possesses us. A great faith. And here's some of the characteristics of a great faith. And this is what it looks like. Great faith from this story, from this narrative, is tried. And when it is tried, it grows. When great faith is tried, it grows and it flourishes. Second Thessalonians, Paul the Apostle writes to the church at Thessalonica. He says, we ought always to thank God for you, brothers, and rightly so, because your faith is growing more and more. And if you look at the context in verse 4, it says they were persecuted, but they per persevered. Uh, they had trials, and they kept on enduring those trials. Great faith keeps on keeping on. It pushes through the obstacles that are there. It's a type of faith that when you get into the trials, it's not doubting. James talks about that type of faith in James 1, 6. Uh, but let him ask in faith without doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. In other words, uh, well, I think I'm going to have God's going to answer me. Well, maybe he won't answer me. Well, maybe I should ask this request. Well, maybe I shouldn't ask. I mean, it's just going back and forth. Great faith has a tenacity that will grow during the trials. Amen. Now, Jane, uh, great faith is often tried by deep, deep sorrows. Verses 25 to 26 in Mark 7 give this account of this woman. Uh, right away, a woman who had heard about him came and fell at his feet. Her little girl was possessed by an evil spirit. She begged him to cast out the demon from her daughter. See, deep sorrow had come into this woman's life. And somehow she heard about Jesus, that he could make a difference, 
that trusting and believing in him was the answer for her. And so she came because of what she heard. When she came, there she is, standing before him with deep sorrow. There's a lot of things that overwhelm us in life, and sometimes you feel like you're being washed over by rivers of sorrow. You feel perhaps a relationship's strained and it's, it's gotten worse and it weighs on you. Perhaps a challenge in your own physical body. Perhaps something that you've been praying about for literally years and it just weighs on your soul. I know as a parent, one of the most difficult things that people suffer is when their children suffer. When that wayward son, that rebellious daughter, just turn and and go in a direction that you know is gonna bring them harm and hurt and heartache. It weighs you down. You feel the pressure on the inside. And that's what's happening here. This woman is pressured by the need that her daughter has. She is oppressed of the enemy. When the waters, deep waters, sweep over you, you need a faith that's going to grow and not a shrink. Someone has said, pray for faith that will not shrink when it's washed in the waters of affliction. Great faith grows. It learns to swim. It doesn't drown in that river of sorrows. F.B. Meyer put it this way, that great devotional writer, unbelief puts our circumstances between us and God. But faith puts God between us and our circumstances. Let your sorrows be like a wave that you ride. Let your sorrows not overcome you but ride the wave into the presence of God. That's what he's saying. I think of Paul's words in the book of Colossians. He said, because your strong faith in Christ. Colossians 2.5, your strong faith in Christ. The sorrow, the trial, the trouble is not meant to diminish or shrink your faith, but to expand it and to grow it. It's those type of things that God is interested in our life. He's interested in growing our faith and seeing it multiply. Our faith is tried by oftentimes obstacles that are very, very discouraging. Look at the biblical text again. You could see this great faith is tried through discouragements. A Gentile woman who lived there came to him pleading, have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David, for my daughter is possessed by a demon that torments her severely. But Jesus gave her no reply, not even a word. Then the disciples urged him to send her away. Tell her to go away, they said. 
She's bothering us with all of her begging. Now, the disciples were not for her, but against her. And maybe there was a little bit of racism here because she wasn't a Jew. And maybe they picked that up. But here's the ones that should have been for her and with her and in her corner. The 12 that he was training. But no. Now, it goes from bad to worse. Look what happened. The Bible says that the Lord didn't answer her a word. Do you ever feel like, Lord, do you hear me? And the heavens are brass. And your soul just seems so distant. And there's silence. He's completely sad. She's begging. She's crying. Lord, help. And he's just just ignoring her. That's what the text says. Then what makes matters worse is he says to her, Really, the blessings are for the children of Israel. You're outside the blessings. Did you ever feel that way? Lord, I've been praying for years for this. And she just got saved, and you answered the prayer for her. God, I've been asking for this for a long, long time. And and look at what's happened in my home and They were saved last month, and now all of a sudden, and and their prayers are getting answered. Sometimes we can feel like people are getting blessed, and we're going on and not getting blessed. And to make matters worse, again, picture yourself at the altars here praying, and you sense people are coming over to you to pray for you, But then you realize you're wrong. (laughs) She's a dog. He's a dog. (laughs) What would you do? You'd make a beeline out those doors. I'm not going to come back to church at all. What's happening is there's one discouragement after another, after another, after another. She could wonder... (laughs) Does he understand my pain? Does he see my circumstances? Does he know what I'm going through? God is wanting your faith to grow. He's wanting it to develop. And it develops through times of deep discouragement where you feel like everything is falling out beneath you. Oswald Chambers had this insight. When he said, faith, it must be tested because it can be turned into personal possession only through conflict. There is a continual testing in the life of faith. What's happening is God is wisely dealing with this woman. It's not always apparent to us It's not always clear to us. In fact, God's dealing with us is packed with mystery, the unexplainable. And we find ourselves getting into problems when we find ourselves trying to fully understand God. 
just, just keep on going after him. Just keep on pursuing him. Don't try and explain him. He's beyond our explanations. Paul gives us a bit of advice in 1 Corinthians 16, 13. Be on your guard. Stand firm in faith. Sometimes you have to push through all of the sorrows. You got to swim right through those tears. Sometimes you got to just climb over those mountains of discouragement. And while you're doing that, your faith is growing. While you're doing that, your faith is being strengthened. While you're doing that, the muscles of your faith are growing. There's something else in this that happens as well. As you look at the text, I want you to see that this faith is growing through its testing, but it's also persevering through the test. Again, 2 Thessalonians, we boast about your perseverance and faith. See, that goes together. Great faith perseveres. Great faith has that aspect to it that it keeps on keeping on. There's a quote that I want you to remember. I want you to record it. I want you to keep it in your heart. What God gives by promise we must accept by faith. Now that's just not a nice quote. It's not just someone's good idea. You know, that's a truth found in scripture. In Hebrews 6.12 it reads, we do not want you to become lazy, but imitate those who through faith and patience inherit what is promised. There it is. The promise is inherited through your faith. If you believe, God, it's so stressful now, the tears just flowing. God says, trust. Well, God, it doesn't seem you're close. It doesn't seem anyone understands. Keep on trusting, keep on believing. Even when heaven is silent and you feel like no one hears, This perseverance is marked by patience. Matthew 15, 24 to 27, Uh, look again. Jesus said to the woman, I was sent only to help God's lost sheep, the people of Israel. What does she do? Oh, all right. No, she comes and she worships him and she pleads again. Lord, help me, she responds. Then he says to It isn't right to take the food from the children and throw it to the dogs. Now, this woman had hit a wall, but she was going to tunnel through it, climb over it, march around it until she got through it. That's what she was doing. She was not giving up. Why is this in Holy Script? Why is this found in Matthew and Mark? Why is it handed down through the centuries, through history, so that you would not stop praying? That you wouldn't give up? 
Even when you're discouraged, even when you feel the weight of sorrow just sweeping over your soul, you would be persistent. You would keep on keeping on, keep on praying. Maybe you're listening today and a friend or even a family member came to mind. It's amazing how God's Word seems to always prompt us to think about that certain person in our life that needs Jesus. You know, this message and many others are available for you to share. If you visit buildinginfaithradio.com and simply click on today's date, you'll find options to share this message on Facebook, Twitter, and even an email link that you can send right to that special someone. Check out buildinginfaithradio.com and share today's message. You've been listening to Building in Faith, the radio ministry of Dr. Edward Jones of Faith Assembly in Poughkeepsie, New York. Now we want to encourage you to log on to buildinginfaithradio.com to spend some time getting to know us and to stay current with what's being broadcasted here on Building in Faith. At the website, you'll find today's message for you to listen to again, download, or even post to your Facebook page to share with your family and friends. Again, that's all available when you log on to buildinginfaithradio.com. Or, if you'd like, you can always give us a call. Our phone number is 845-462-5955. Well, that's all the time we have for today. In the next edition of Building in Faith, Pastor Ed will continue teaching through his series entitled, Eyes Open. So be sure to join us. Until then, may God richly bless you. Your word restores.